Winter is just around the corner, and it will be here before you know it. Are you or someone you know sick of dealing with snow? Are you paying an outrageous amount for snow removal every time it snows? Look no further than Eric's Winter Services for all your snow removal and snow hauling needs. That's not all. They also do lawn care, landscaping, and tree trimming. To get an estimate, contact Eric at 920-255-8592 or email ericswinterservices at gmail.com. Like them on Facebook at Eric's Winter Services, serving Wisconsin's Fox Valley area. Eric's Winter Services. Snow flurries, no worries. If you're a fan of the paranormal world, then you'll love WLTKDB Talk Radio. Talk shows bringing you the latest on everything paranormal, cryptozoological, metaphysical, true crime, psychic readings, and more. The truth is here and now on WLTKDB Talk Radio at WLTKDB. Welcome to the official Cryptids Anomalies and the Paranormal Society's podcast. I'm your host, Barnaby, and you're listening to Whispers from the Dark. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's episode of Whispers from the Dark. This is going to be episode 99. Uh, Next week's episode will be the famed 100th episode, and you no longer have to listen to that annoying siren entrance. So this is the last time, I promise. (laughs) We have a brand new entrance video. I'm pretty excited. I've already started using it. It's a lot better. So uh, with that being said, we have some housekeeping as usual to get through. Uh, so I want to remind everyone to go ahead and check out our show on Paraflix on the trail of undiscovered beast season one is airing now new episodes every other Friday Paraflix is your online streaming platform similar to Netflix, but it's all paranormal cryptids and weird stuff. There's all kinds of documentaries and podcasts and music on there. If you use the promo code caps 10, you get 10% off your first three months of Fairflix. Up next, guys, go ahead and check out if you want to so show your support for Wisconsin Caps, Cryptids Anomalies, and the Paranormal Society and all of our shows. We have merchandise available on our website at um, shop our store at wisconsincaps.com. Click the link. And there you'll find t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, magnets, stickers, mugs, tote bags, tank tops, pillows, stickers, pins, all kinds of stuff with your favorite logos from all of our shows, Whispers from the Dark and Monday Morning Monsters and our documentary series. While you're online, make sure you go over and check out all of our social media platforms. You can find us at Wisconsin Caps on Patreon, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube, and WI Caps on instagram go ahead and check out this podcast whispers from the dark as well as my other show monday morning monsters as well 
Um, project, uh, Ghost Lab project is still coming along. We are looking forward to launching that in the spring. If you want more information on that, check out our Patreon page. And then coming up this spring, we are going to be in March at the first ever inaugural Frogman Festival in Mason, Ohio. We are going to be in South Carolina at uh, the Hagood Mill in Pickens, South Carolina. The Ohio Bigfoot Conference at Salt Forks State Park. Hodag Heritage Festival in May. Small Town Monsters Festival, that'll be June 3rd. And the Marinette Menominee Bigfoot and Paranormal Convention, June 9th and 10th. Uh, this is going to be a great event coming up. We are going to be doing a presentation on Menominee, Michigan. And that is, uh, again, the 9th. We will have a VIP meet and greet dinner. And uh, Saturday the 10th will be vendors and um, the speakers. So you can go ahead and get your tickets available at wisconsincaps.com and click on the Marinette Menominee Bigfoot Paranormal Convention. That takes us to August. We'll be at uh, the MI Paragon at Sault Ste. Marie, and then back down to South Carolina in September, and then the Great Lakes Paranormal Conference in Wisconsin at Glen Beulah. This is going to be a great event as well. Looking forward to it. A lot of great names in paranormal and cryptozoology, and our good friend Chad Lewis will be there. We will be giving a presentation, and uh, it's going to be a great time. All right, that's all out of the way. So, uh, my guest on today's show, I uh, got the privilege to meet back last June, I believe, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, at a event, and I thought that what she did was absolutely fascinating, and I am been looking forward to taking a chat with her. So, joining the show today, welcome to the show. I'm going to slaughter your name. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Castalia. Castalia. <laughs> So excited to be on here. Um, little give an introduction. Yeah. Um, I started my journey working with the Elfian realm. So the elves, uh, the true elves that they have their whole realm beyond the veil. And I started working with them back in 2020. And I started developing the ability to channel them, which means that I basically am able to multiple ways. I can either use clear audience and I can hear them and they'll deliver messages and we'll communicate together or I trance channel, meaning they'll step through and my soul will astral project up and away and they'll be able to communicate to the collective all uh, their truth, their stories. They're a very interesting realm. They have seven domains that work with many different things like joy bringing, healing, our ascension process as souls. And yeah, they're, they're very interesting. They don't like look the way that you would think elves would look. And they also don't necessarily act in the way you think they would. A lot of them are, are very unique in the way that they present themselves. And I'd say the first time I saw one, um, he was very tall and it was my guide, my elf guide, very tall energy, very goofy, very loud, very alarming, but in a good way. So they're they're very interesting and they're to help and spread inspiration. They're the beings of inspiration at the end of the day. Very cool, very cool. So like I said, I, I, I saw your booth at the event and uh, it said that you, you communicated with the elfin realm, like you just said. And I thought, now this is something very, very unique and very interesting because I do a lot of conventions. I've spoken to a lot of people, a lot of mediums and channelers and stuff like that as well. 
and you are the only person that I've ever come across that has channeled the the elven side. And I thought that was super unique and really interesting. And, you know, like I said, I've, I've been looking forward to having a, a chat with you and having you on the show. So thank you so much for taking the time to, to come on today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So can you tell me a little bit about, um, there's, there's so much to get into here. I'm, I'm really excited. <laughs> I don't know, really even know where to begin with this. So let's, let's start with how did you first, like, what was your first experience with this? How did they, they approach you or what happened there? So it, from my understanding from like the birth of my soul, I've had like this connection with their realm, but kind of in this lifetime, what happened was I had a dream and there was this man in, in my dream and he felt so familiar, but he didn't look like a man. So I woke up in the morning and I like had to draw out what he looked like. He had big ears. He had a, he had a top hat and a purple suit and his smile was like so big, but so warm and welcoming and friendly. And he had eyes that looked into your soul. And the minute you, he looked into it, you felt loved. And I felt so inspired. So I went into um, my, my mother is a angel Reiki master. So she's able to help me go into a, a Reiki trance. And I was able to go in and ask my guides, who is this man? And he stepped forth and introduced himself and his name and said he was an elf. And that's kind of how it started. And I started to want to learn about him and his realm. And he was waiting for me to ask because once I asked, I kind of, answered the call of being their communicator. And I started learning about how the deep details of their realm started meeting the elders of the seven domains and the source of their realm and started working more, going into astral projected trance states, meditations. And then they started visiting me at the veil line where I was able to hear and see them clearly. And then I have now a very intimate relationship with them because they use my body to communicate as well. So it's, it's kind of grown, but it started as my guide coming to me and then my interest in learning more about the elves because as I'm sure we've we all don't really know much about them except little stories here and there and what's true and what's not true and kind of myth busting a lot of the things is what I've learned when working with them they're they're a huge inspiration behind everything that I do awesome that's so cool so um the other thing, the other side of this is, you know, like I said, I've, I've had a lot of um, psychics and mediums and stuff on the show already. And a lot of them communicate, you know, uh, they, they see them, the spirits in their head, or they uh, see them outside of their head and, and communicate them that way. And you do something else completely different, which is channeling. Can, can you talk a little bit about that? So channeling, I trans channeling is basically where I leave as a soul and they they're able to step through that learning that was a very interesting thing because it started with my clear audience ability starting to work where i could hear and i can hear better than i can see beyond the veil when i'm able to see beyond the veil i can clearly see them depending on how close they are um, but typically if i close my eyes i can see clearer beyond the veil and i can hear clearer too if i close my eyes uh i it was kind of like they said that they can come and speak through me if I give them permission. So I started establishing this kind of like um, protection routine, this practice of being able to astral project and receive messages um, from my highest self. And then I started establishing projections. And the first elf that stepped through was the source of their realm to kind of like 
prime my body to be able to handle it because our bodies are built for the physical life. They're built for human souls. They're not built for like elf souls. So I had to learn. I had to change my diet. I, I don't eat meat. I don't drink coffee. I don't consume sugar. There's a lot of things that I don't consume and a lot of things I need to consume. Like I need to consume an excess amount of spinach which funnily enough, I have an iron deficiency in this lifetime. So me needing to consume an excess amount to be able to channel ended up benefiting my body a lot. So there's different things I had to do, uh, sound frequency, certain things, songs I don't listen to, certain things I don't watch. I have to have a very specific routine before they're able to step through uh, certain crystals, certain candles, certain incenses, very specific things before they can come through and they step through. And they start speaking. And when they start speaking, I am up and away. I astral project to my soul origins as opposed to my star origins. So the sun, the solar frequency uh, for me. And I'm up there. They're speaking through me. I can occasionally hear and retain what they're saying. Other times they show me visuals. So when I come back into my body, I have this like collection of visuals that I'm seeing like okay this is while they were speaking this is what they were showing me so I'm able to kind of say I saw this afterwards does this bring clarity to what they were talking about and a lot of times I'll like hear specific things sometimes I won't hear or see anything and I'll be in my own little world they kind of pull me back so the minute that they step out and they're done speaking I automatically come back because there needs to be a soul and a body because if there isn't you know there can be a lot of negative things that can happen. So it's a very quick thing. Like they step out, I step in very quickly. And it may seem very quick, like on the outside, because like I come back, my eyes are open, I'm ready to talk. But it, the time, the way time works is so weird, because there's so there's a small processing thing that like happens in the blink of an eye where I'm like getting all the visuals, hearing all everything that I need to hear to be able to communicate to whoever I'm speaking to or whoever they're speaking to. And I can pick up on their energies if it's divine masculine, divine feminine, or neutral. I've had I very few neutral ones. And then they'll sometimes pick one more over the other so that I know what's stepping through. So I can feel that. I sometimes, depending on which elf I'm, I'm channeling, their ears are all different shapes based on the petals of the flower of inspiration. So the Elfian Traveler Guides have bigger ears where the earth elemental elves, they have smaller ones. So my ears will feel weird afterwards. Or the um, Elfian animal healer elves, their noses are very like kind of almost like a, a pig's nose, but not. Their nose shape is very like weird. So my nose will feel different. Or they'll come through and they'll do like healing on my body, the healer elves. So if I had like a, like a pain in my heart chakra, when I come back, as a soul into my body, that pain disappears after I channel them. So they do specific things, healings on me while they're speaking as kind of like payment, sort of payment to each other for working together. It's very interesting. Every every time, like sometimes my head will feel weird um, or my eyes, the cosmic Elfian elementals, the elementals of the cosmos, their eyes are kind of shaped like stars, that star energy of their soul. So my eyes will feel very weird when they're opened after I channel them. So they leave weird imprints on my body, which is very interesting. Um, I don't know. I think that that's kind of it with channeling them. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it is. It is a lot. You you touched on a lot of things there, and and mm -hmm. there's there's some stuff I want to come back to on that. But first of mm -hmm. all, first and foremost, you you mentioned uh, the protection there, 
<laughs> and I think that's very important because, you know, for, for anybody listening out there that, you know, you, you obviously want to be careful when you open yourself up to these things. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really glad that you touched on that. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things that you do to protect yourself when you're doing this from not letting something else come in that you don't want? I would, I would love to. That's, that's my favorite thing. I was actually doing a little bit of that protection before. Before I talk with anybody, I always do the basic, the first thing I say. So I tend to start by doing this as kind of an anchoring and then um, like the cross. But like I'm thinking like it's the anchoring. It's, you know, heaven above, earth below, the anchoring, all of that. So it doesn't have to be religious to be doing it, just doing it for that. And I do that three times. And then I say nothing and no one can access me nor my energy without my permission. Nothing is more powerful than my invocation. And I ask the flame of truth to light the path before me. The flame of truth is the source of the phoenix realm. And I've started to connect a little bit to the phoenixes, a little bit to the dragons, learning about their realms as well. But it's it's the source of the phoenix realm. That flame of truth kind of purges away anything of falsehood. Negative entities can't lie in the presence of light. And they also don't want to come in the presence of light. So starting with the flame of truth, then I call upon divine light and divine love to surround me. And I tend to repeat things three times. Three is kind of my lucky number. So I, I tend to repeat it three times. That flame of truth, divine light and divine love, making sure I'm surrounded with it. Then what I do is I kind of have these mantras that I say. I said, I say, God protects, God watches over, Gaia anchors, Gaia grounds. Uh, Gaia as in Mother Earth, and that anchoring, that grounding, because especially when you're you're channeling and you're allowing other souls to use your body as a tool, you as a soul still need to be grounded to the earth. Because if you're not grounded, then you can't come back to your body right away. And that's where bad things can happen. So remembering that grounding. Then I call upon the archangels. My mom's an angel Reiki master, so I learned this from her. Um, calling upon the archangels of the five corners. So I call upon Archangel Michael for protection, Gabriel for clarity of mind to ensure that the ego doesn't come through and step through, that it is like positive coming through, that my mind is protected. Archangel Uriel to give me the strength in the physical form to be able to channel, but also as a soul to be able to handle like the power to accept the power of like, it is a great strength to be able to do that, to allow channeling kind of have to accept that gift that you have and then archangel Raphael for healing and when i when i get to him i typically ask him and my guardian angels plural because we have more than one to remove any negativity from my aura from my body to take it to be burned and reconstituted into the light to refill myself with the golden christed light a very powerful light frequency uh so they take away the negativity anything around me and cleanse me and then I call upon Archangel Metatron from above. He protects lightworking abilities. He works with lightworking abilities. So does Sandalphone. So they, they're kind of the co-brothers of working with lightworking abilities. So I call upon them to be with me and protect my lightworking ability and call upon the golden rainbow fire, um, which is a higher light frequency to kind of surround and encompass me. And I also call upon Jesus because he is kind of like a beacon of the golden Christed light and he can kind of help with that. Um, calling upon ascended masters is a very powerful thing. I tend to call on a lot of ascended masters, a lot of archangels, their higher dimensional energy just automatically elevates your frequency. And typically negative entities aren't going to kind of want to come and mess with that. The minute you're like, God protects, God watches over me, Gaia grounds me, like you don't want to mess with me. 
after I do that, I have that whole protection established. I have like protection shields. I have ones with the elements. I have ones with the solar frequency, with the aquatic frequency. I also um, kind of envision mirrors, like mirrors on like a vanity facing outwards to protect me from evil eyes, uh, swords facing outwards to protect my empathic ability. Because when another being steps through, my body can still like empathically pick up. Like if I'm channeling and a dog's walking on the street, I could, as my body will empathically pick up what that dog is feeling. And then that pulls away from the channeling. So I need to like protect the empathic ability of the body to make sure that it is like kind of doesn't move when I'm channeling something else so that things don't get weirdly distorted. Um, and then I start after that, I call upon my Elfian traveler guide. We all have one, our Ascension guides. I call upon him to step forth and make sure that everything I'm doing is for the highest good of my Ascension and the highest good of all those around me. I always say that for the highest good of all those around me. I sometimes like to, when I'm channeling for other people, have them imagine their guardian angels protecting them to kind of make sure that there is like full protection and I don't pick up anything from them either. Uh, calling upon the Elfian Traveler Guide helps because he opens the door for me to allow the other elves through. And then I list specifically. When you're channeling, you want to get specific. The Elfian Elders have specific names. They don't like sharing their names with the collective all just because they don't, but they have a title that they do. So the Elfian Elder of the Cosmos or whatever that may be. They have their specific titles. If the wording has to be so specific, the one that's really hard for me is the Earthian Elfian Elemental Elder. That one is a mouthful to get through. And then stating what energy like divine feminine or masculine, what do they radiate more? Stating that. So I ask them to introduce themselves like the elves. If it's not an elder, I ask them, okay, you're going to tell me what domain you're from. You're going to tell me what you do. You're going to tell me divine masculine, divine feminine energy. If you want to share a name, you can share a name. You don't have to. It's not important. Um, but those specific things. So I make sure it's who I'm channeling. And I know kind of what elves feel like in my body, which is really weird. But I, when, when they start the process of stepping through and the switch happens, I can feel if it's not an elf. And, and typically I haven't had that issue. The only time is my highest self was stepping through and I could feel that, oh, that's not an elf. That, that feels more like me. I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm staying, I need to stay and it's me who needs to communicate. Uh, they have a very specific energy, the elves and the domains are very specific. I can see their color auras. So if I can't see like a color aura, I'm like, who are you? You you have to ask uh, to kind of like avoid that neg and any negative entity coming through. You ask like with your power and your strength, knowing that nothing can come through unless you give permission to it. So I didn't give permission to you. Why are you trying to come through? You have to give permission. That's a huge thing. Consent is very real when it comes to channeling, when it comes to connecting beyond the veil. If you don't want something there, you tell it to leave and it has to listen to you because we hold a lot of the power. Oh, that's, that's such a mouthful there. <laughs> and you to just I'm while you're talking, I'm just thinking like every time you do this, you 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 do that every time. And you know, and I'm, I'm sure you have it down as fact, you know, it takes you like a minute to do all of that. But mm -hmm. you know, to explain it takes so much more as, yeah. as what you're doing. But you know, I, I was telling you before we went uh on on the episode here, I just got done watching your um uh I forget what it's called, but it was uh the video on your website. 
Oh, the, the um, collective introduction to healing and guidance from the Elfin yeah. realm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and you were doing that in the video with uh, the channeling thing of these. And, you know, um, I didn't notice like a, a video cut or anything. And you're just like, all right, I'm going to channel this elf. And then you channel the elf. So it's it's really like almost instantaneous, like you said, but oh, there's yeah. so much more that goes into it and, you know, the mm -hmm. practice and everything. So, yeah, the wow. conversation before, like there's that brief pause where there's where I'm not speaking, they're not speaking. And that's the OK. We're going through who's stepping through who's coming through first like who's guiding this who's going to check my body who's going to do this okay i gotta go you gotta come in and it's like it's like time freezes in that moment <laughs> <laughs> wow so you you did touch on this a little bit and i just wanted to make sure that it was clear for everybody listening and, and myself that when when you step out of your body and you you astral project out and uh these other beings come in you don't necessarily remember or hear what they're doing you just get like this download after you come back right yeah it, it's kind of like sometimes it feels like it's in the moment sometimes it doesn't i like a lot of things i don't necessarily remember much i can remember like very few things uh sometimes like weird sensations if they're moving my body i can, i'm aware of it i'm aware okay. of it up there i can like because of just like the ley line imprints in the body, a lot of times the movement is what I'm more aware of than the words coming out of the mouth. So uh, sometimes I sometimes I could remember the majority of it. Sometimes I come through and I'm like, I have no idea. Sometimes I'll channel a video and I'll watch it back and I'm like, I have no recollection of any of this. It's kind of what they think I need to remember when I come out. If it's like super private and personal to whoever's getting the channeling, then I won't remember it because they don't think it's necessary for me to. So yeah, hope that answer. It's like kind of a yeah, non-answer, yeah. but it's yeah. an answer. <laughs> Very interesting. So when when you're um, astral projecting, do you see yourself doing this then at all? Or what, what are you seeing while this is, is going on? Sometimes I just see space. Like I, I just feel like I'm in kind of a heater and I see space. Uh, sometimes I'll get visuals. I know one time I was doing a channeling for for a lady and I all I felt like I was just in a willow tree. All I could see was a willow tree. All I could see any every it had a meaning for her when later I told her all I could see was a willow tree. But it just kind of depends. Um, I feel like I if I if it's like nothing that I see, it's more like space. Like I can see stars. Um, sometimes if there's something important in the room, I can kind of see from an upper perspective the room or the space. Uh, if there's like somebody coming through that's wanting to come like while I'm doing a channeling, walking by like at a fair who wants to speak with me. I'll like be able to sense and see that they're near my body, but I'm not fully there. So it's kind of, I let the elf know to acknowledge that person and then go back to what's going on. I know it's happened a few times. Um, sometimes I'll see movements of people around my body, but I won't see what's right in front of me. Uh, it's very like person to person. When I channel on my space, when I'm doing videos, a lot of times I'll see visuals. A lot of times I'll see stars. A lot of times I'll be going and doing something for me while they're speaking. So I'll, one time I was doing a channeling for the galactic gateway chakra um, about jellyfish. And 
I could only see jellyfish. I felt like I was underwater with jellyfish the entire time. And I like came to in a way and I felt so relaxed, so calm. And my head felt so open. So it's very specific to what they're talking about. That's cool. That's really cool. So have you ever done it the other way? Have you ever been able to uh, go into one of their bodies? No. Because okay. they don't have physical bodies. Okay. They have energetic bodies. So what I have been able to do is visit their realm in an astral okay. projected state and to see it and experience this like energetic meeting space. Because it's not fully tangible in the way that we think tangibility is. It's if we like keep ascending higher as an earth, then it would become more tangible. But on our dimensional status right now, not fully tangible. I've been able to step like into the atmosphere of their source, like their the uh, flower of inspiration. I've been able to enter that atmosphere and experience what they would feel like being in that atmosphere. So I have experienced a lot of things that only elves have experienced just from that relationship. And there's a thing called an Ascension Celebration, which I'm doing a lot more projects with them about that to talk about that more. Um, but I've attended one and there's very specific things um, that only the elves get to experience. So like entering into this like energetic waterway or there's certain rituals, certain things that it's like humans aren't typically here for this, but I've gotten to experience that. So it's like a fair trade in a way. That's really cool. So, um, you know, a lot of the stories, uh, you know, people have heard like the fairy tales and the folklore and stuff of elves and the, the woodland creatures and stuff like that. So obviously I'm sure that you're familiar with all that. So yeah. looking into what you do and what you know and stuff, is any of that true? Like, can people go into the woods and communicate with these creatures? Is that the same? I mean, is that the same elven people that you talk to? Are those the same that these folklores are about? Or is that completely different? What What is your opinion on that? So with that, there are fae, there are sprites, there are elves, there are like the guardians of sacred spaces that I believe like are interpreted as trolls, but they're not like in the way that we think. Um, with the elves, some stories have some truths. Because the thing with the, what the elves say about miscommunications is that like in every lie, there is a truth. So there is some truth behind some of the stories. I know that specifically in Greek mythology, there are uh, the stories of the nymphs. And if you combine a fairy and an elf together, you get a nymph. So there is definitely like a lot of truth hidden in the like myths, hidden in the, the fairy tales. The elves, there is a whole domain of them that you can connect to in nature, the elementals of the earth. So you can go into nature and you can connect to these elves in nature and get to meet them and get to understand their relationship with elements. I know, uh, I can't remember her name, but there is a lady who wrote a book about um, the elves, like gardening with the elves. And she, for her garden, they, I think Penny Kelly is her name. 
that is ringing true. She was able to meet specific elves and and talk to them and work with them. Uh, if you're open to it, they'll step through. They want to inspire you. They want to bring you joy. You know, we think about the the most famous miscommunication ever about elves is Christmas elves, right? So that's the most common story. That's what I knew. And the domain of elves that were miscommunicated is the joy bringers. And they're the main thing miscommunicated about them is they don't make physical material things because they don't have a tangible body. So that's it. They can't make physical things. Doesn't mean that they don't want to spread joy. They do. They love spreading joy that they are joy bringers. They want us to experience true cosmic spiritual happiness but those like stories of like the elf who bakes cookies in a tree that's not entirely possible with how they work they say there's a lot of miscommunications about them out there i know that that's one you know making toys in the north pole is one as well because they want us to step away from being so materialistic so why would they make material things um they have their i know that in the book that i self-published the untold true story of the elfian realm there is a section where the elder of the joybringer domain talks about that kind of true story of santa and how that kind of came to be and it kind of all started with carvings and and a group of people like a couple a pair of people going and telling stories to kids and trying to spread joy and making little carvings here and there and it kind of expanded more and turned into something else now but it kind of started in this very pure place uh there is a whole group of them that work on the ley lines of the earth to bring ancestral healing so i know that there there's a whole domain that their domain is based a lot on like tribal based a lot on tribal things so native american tribal things and they are kind of like the spirits of ancestral healing there's like they kind of a group of them are like that a group of elves are guardians of the veil so they protect the veil line and you'll see them uh a lot of them are tiny and short and have little pointy ears some of them don't some of them are tall and have giant round ears that kind of look like elephant ears uh they you can definitely connect to them at, at any point if you just kind of ask they're there uh they're there at the veil line they're there waiting um I don't know if I can like pinpoint a specific story that like holds a lot of truth. Um, I do know that kind of like the stories of the mischievous elves isn't entirely a true communication. They're not very mischievous, although they can be very sarcastic. <laughs> they can be very like comedian sarcastic. Okay, very blunt and to the point. The guide elves are very to the point. They're not messing around, um, but the kind of mischievous stories is just like a little miscommunication. They talk about the fall of Atlantis a lot and how the experimentation was done to their realm. And that during the fall, there were like the gargoyle golem creatures that were created that resembled the Elfians, but weren't them. And so there are stories about these creatures, the golems, the mischievous stories of the elves wreaking havoc and being these like negative entities that isn't them. That's like, they're almost like, if you think about like dark version of them, the negative polarity version of them, the negative version of them that isn't them, that was never them. It was experimented on and turned into them. And, and they talk about the experimentation as well, that story that every realm including our own during the atlantean age was experimented on in some way and that the experimentation has never really ended and a lot of it has to do with 
little truths here and there and us searching for the truth and like kind of being lied to in a way and us having to uncover what's really there and what's not really there. Um, Cause that's kind of what happened with their miscommunicated truths. So there's, there's stuff out there that's not entirely true stuff. That's a little bit, um, they like to say they're the best source of their truth. So you want to know about them, you go and ask them. Like there isn't some big ritual you need to do to call upon them. You literally go to the veil line, say guardians of the veils. I know you're joy bringers. I want to connect more to elves, you know, protect your energy first. And you're like, okay, so I want to meet a fire elemental, a fire elfian elemental to help me. Can you step through? Can you come and communicate to me? My ears are ready. My eyes are ready. I accept the power and gift that it is to be able to see and be in your presence. And I'm ready. Like you have to kind of affirm that you're not afraid to see them and you're not afraid to hear them because they want to hear that. They can't impose in our free will. And the last thing they want to do is scare us. So you have to kind of say, I'm not scared of, of seeing you. I'm not scared of, of knowing the truth. I'm ready and let them know and they'll step through. It's kind of as simple as that at the end of the day. They just kind of want to talk to us. They want to be our friends. We just have to ask. <laughs> wow. Again, you said a lot, a lot there. <laughs> They're kind of talking my ear off right now. They're like, say this, say this, say this, say this. <laughs> That's fine. The time yeah. is yours. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you touched on two things there. I want to come back to again. Um, can you kind of explain, in your opinion, what ley lines are? Because you've, you've talked about them a couple times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so ley lines are these energetic markers on the earth, kind of like roots of a tree, but they're not physically there. Ley lines can be a lot of different things. So we have ancestral ley lines. So it's the markers of our family tree. We do technically literally have a family tree because we come from the tree of life. So we have energetic roots all over the earth and the, they kind of have imprints about them that things will play on a loop in a cycle. So if you feel like there's a cycle going on in your family that needs to be broken, it's probably because there's loops playing. So you got to go on those ley lines and remove the imprints and literally break the cycle. Uh, there are ley lines of events. So there's natural disaster events or events like 9-11. There are ley lines of that in New York that need to be healed. All the pain, all of that. There's also positive ley lines of like big, massive miracle events. If we think all the way back to the time of Jesus, like him being born, there is a ley line somewhere on the earth of him being born and that kind of miracle energy being imprinted on the earth. It's our stories imprinted into the earth. It's in the water. They say water can store stories. Water remembers things. It does. There are markers. Like It's like energetic markers uh, that sometimes need to be cleaned and cleared. Uh, sometimes you can draw upon them. For, for positive light and love. If there's like a massive miracle space, a massive like portal vortex. Um, an example of a portal uh, is in Delphi, Greece, there is the Elfian portal, uh, the fountain of inspiration, which I'm named after, coincidentally, nothing is a coincidence. Um, there is an energetic marker ley lines in the water there that can help you connect to another realm. Right here, I have a painting. I don't know if you can see it much. This is in India. There, uh, there are ley lines there of, of the Phoenix realm, of rebirth, of, of change. You go there, you can draw upon the, that energy and it can change you. So there's positive ley lines, negative ley lines, neutral ley lines. Uh, the polarity line is like a ley line. The warrior elves 
they work on the polarity line. There's the gray area, which like is the neutral zone, the positive, the negative. They don't really go to the negative. They kind of work on clearing the gray area so that we bring in more positive. So you can connect the polarity line on the earth. It's kind of you got to go to the ground and touch the earth and draw upon the energy that's there, that's buried beneath the dirt. You're not going to physically find a root of like golden light. It's like energetically there. Hope that answered the question. <laughs> it did. It did. Yeah. Um, well, I like I said. Obviously, I'm familiar with ley lines, but I want to make sure that everyone listening, you know, knows what you're talking about and stuff too. But um, you, you did bring up a good point. I, I get off track now. I'm on something else. So you brought up a, an interesting thought there to me. You're talking about these ley lines being like uh, imprints of past things. Mm-hmm. So to to go to something else, completely off topic, but yeah, um, off topic. <laughs> When you, when you have these like paranormal, uh, um, what do you call it? Like hauntings, you know, where mm-hmm. people are seeing these same like entity walk through their house, they call it residual hauntings, not an intellectual, you know, where you can interact with it. Yeah. So is, is that in your opinion? Do you think that that's kind of what this is? This is a, a ley line of an event, you know, like you talked about nine 11. So we yeah. have this, this ley line of this residual energy just playing on the loop. Is that kind of what you're getting at there? Yes. So I can kind of get back on topic, but not at the same time by answering this question. There, We had a a physical space that we needed to clean because of imprints. Uh, Imprints are like energy playing on a loop where you can kind of, we would go into this space and it's almost like I could hear the voice of somebody who is alive, but I can hear the voice of the past version of them saying things on a loop. The, the Elfian warriors, they gave me this kind of ritual to do to clean the ley lines. They were explaining to me that a lot of times when, we, when we're seeing ghosts or we're experiencing a lot of paranormal experiences like that, it's imprints, it's energy. And a lot of times it might not necessarily be like, you said like intellectual, you can't necessarily interact with these imprints, but they're going on a loop and they're stuck in the past. And the best way to clear them is to clean and kind of bring peace. And part of it is is trying to heal that version. If you were there, like in the space we were cleaning, it was an older house that we lived in. So healing us from that past self, removing our imprints, and then kind of taking back your energy and power and saying, this imprint doesn't belong here anymore. You need to leave. Kind of banishing an imprint, like banishing a negative spirit. So I'd say like a lot of times when we think places are haunted, it's just, it's imprints. It's real. It's there. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a ghost you can interact with, but it is energy that's trapped that needs to go somewhere else, needs to be cleaned and healed. And wants to be, that energy wants to be at peace because of a soul who's passed on, that's a part of their soul that's missing from them living on a loop on earth so for that for them to feel peace and be able to move on to the next life that needs to be cleared a lot of people are living lifetimes and they have imprints playing on a loop from past lifetimes on earth and their soul isn't at peace there you feel like there's a part of you missing that's from like another lifetime playing on a loop that you need to call back to you and heal Mm. So yeah, it's definitely very much related uh, imprints in that. And the elves really work to help clean and heal that because they kind of want to help the earth be reborn in, in kind of a clean slate. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah, that totally, totally wraps it all together. I, I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about you're, you're, you're connected to all these elves. They're, they're giving messages. What is it that they want 
to communicate? Why why have they come to you? What what is the message that you're trying to get out to everyone? Um I there I can hear like two of the elders loudly <laughs> being like tell them one at a time. <laughs> I can like feel it emotionally um as well. Um I'm gonna have that one continue speaking, the the no man joy bringer elder, because I think he he does it best in kind of reminding me what it is. They had a very strong relationship with humans before the rise of the last golden earth. Um at, when the fall happened, that relationship got damaged because there were falsehoods about them being communicated and people were too scared to get to know the real them. They want to reconnect with us because we have a connection with them. They want to inspire us. They were created to inspire us. They were created to be the beings of inspiration, to help us remember why we're here, to help us understand our mission, to help us understand our purpose, to help us understand our spark. So they, their main goal is to help us remember that seed of inspiration that's within us and, and help us remember truth and help us understand that the world that we live in, like if anything is a false reality, it's the kind of matrix commercialized reality that we think we live in. They want to remind us of, of the truth of our souls. You know, there's so much depth and honesty in the the non-physical world that they want to remind us of another huge thing is is you know the experimentation they are seeing that humans are still experiencing it so they want to kind of teach us how we can step away from it and retake control of our lives and retake control of our our mission in this lifetime to step away from the old cycles and old patterns of the earth uh they want us to go on our ascension path. I'm hearing that. They, there is a whole domain of them that's dedicated to helping us go through our ascension, help us experience our soul's journey. They just want to help us. They want to be our eternal loving friends. Elf. They use that a lot. They use eternal <laughs> loving friends a lot. They love it. <laughs> they love doing it. Um, they want to remind us that when the light of the flower of inspiration shines upon us, we can heal this lifetime. We can heal past lifetimes. We can heal the earth and we can help each other because every human kind of feels like they want to change the world in some way. And it's because all of us are one piece of the puzzle and collectively we can make such a huge difference on a, on a deeper spiritual level. They want to guide us, be with us, hold our hand, help us, and show us kind of a reality that we've never seen before. The type of things that they've shown me, uh, the beauty of like the energy and the elements or or the crystalline energy where there are elves that work with like kind of the group souls of crystals and, and help take care of, they call it the stardust, uh, there is so much beauty in that and they want to share their beauty in the way that like angels have or they have in a way as well and help us understand that a lot of the things that can't be explained in human logic reality uh like i can see the bigfoot thing for example that like you can't explain it logically because it's something that's not in the logic of our reality it's something deeper it's something bigger there's more mystery there's more majesty, there's more magic. And they kind of, in a way, have made me believe in magic because it is so real in a way that we don't, we were never taught to think it was real. They want to remind us of the magic <laughs> of, of existing, of just being. Yeah, I think they're done. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't I, telling me that? <laughs> <Are> you good? <laughs> 
I, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, like there's so much you look at just history, you know, look at the, the pyramids and all the ancient civilizations and stuff. It seems like, you know, humanity is really de-evolved you yes. know, because we were so much more enlightened. And, you know, I, I don't want to say we, we knew more back then. We were more in touch with, you know, like the Native American cultures all over the world, the indigenous people and stuff took so much better care of themselves and the planet and lived in harmony and still got just as much done. We're just as happy, mm -hmm. if not happier than we are today. And I, I think that's, that's definitely important to point out. And, and, you know, that's, yeah, that's there. <laughs> that's what yeah. I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. They, they, I'm hearing the, the, um, Elfian animal healer elder saying also relationship with animal life was so much better back then. Our relationship Absolutely. with animal life has, dwindled like we were kind of created to help take care of animal life and be one with them and the relationships in the past there was such a better relationship now kind of the rhyme rhythm reason the balance um which the elves work a lot with that as well the like relationship between animal and human life is so damaged now that that needs to be fixed <laughs> so bad i agree i agree i mean we i was just talking about you know the indigenous people and stuff you know every mm -hmm. if they killed a buffalo they used the bones, the pelt, the meat, mm -hmm. every part of that animal was used and, uh, you know, for something. And nowadays yeah. you look at the way that our consumer industry is, you know, you just, you take the cow, you cut the parts out you want and you junk the rest. And that is mm -hmm. so wasteful and just such a, mm -hmm. just a, such a shame. Not worth the sacrifice of a soul. <laughs> Definitely not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on something else here. You know, like a lot of the times you hear stories of, you know, the, the UFOs or the balls of light mm -hmm. or the orbs and uh, portals and all these other things. Um, so a lot of people wonder what this stuff is. Is any of mm -hmm. this stuff, the, the elven realm or any of these other dimensions trying to communicate with us that's being misinterpreted or anything like that? Can you give us some examples? Yes. So I will say that light uh, and color frequency is definitely a way that other realms want to communicate with us. Uh, they'll try and make themselves seen in any way that they can be seen. A lot of people who can see these like UFOs or alien life, because there is like the, there is a Martian race of souls that exist where their souls are residing on Mars, but it's not, they're not physically there they're energetically there. So there is that. And it's a whole group of people who, beings who want to be seen. A lot of people who have clairvoyancy gifts, but don't realize it, are able to see these lights, are able to see these things that look like space shuttles or this, this and that. Different realms have different ways of creating physical, tangible things, like manifesting things um, into a physical reality. The elves use rainbows a lot. They call the the Elfian elementals of the rainbow are the only elves whose sole purpose is just spreading inspiration. The elves were created to just spread inspiration. As they've evolved, they've evolved to do more, to do more things. But inspiration is at the root of it all. Rainbows are a great way that they communicate with us. A lot of times flower petals, things like that. Um, wind, the elves will communicate with wind a lot. Also the earth will. The um, Earthian Elfian elemental elder, the mouthful name. She yeah. is also known as the last Elfian assistant to Gaia. She works to help Gaia communicate with the wind. 
So it could be the earth communicating with us through weather, uh, through weather anomalies, like things like tornadoes, hurricanes, the earth is communicating to us, telling us something. And we have to kind of interpret what that means. There's different weather events, different temperatures, different elements that mean different things. Uh, color frequency, I know for a fact that like, like fey, elfin, like realms, they use a lot of color frequency. So definitely I would say that like, it, it could be a message. It could be the um, cosmic Elfian elementals. They look like light orbs. Like they don't have, the way their energy forms is very different. They don't form, they don't like look human-like, like the other elves do. Um, I'm sure if you saw like at the, at the fair on the table, there's that one elf image, well, there's two, the source, but this other one, the purple guy, you know, he doesn't like look like, what is this? He's got stars, he's purple. It doesn't look like he has like flesh. They look like light energy um, because they have never like experienced a life incarnating during a golden age. So they are in the image of their elder. They look like light like the color frequency elementals of blue, they kind of look like this blue energy, kind of like an outline of a human energy, little like finger details, very minimal details. But like if you were to look at them from a distance, they kind of just look like a blue orb and they could be coming to deliver a message. So I definitely think that it depends on your clairvoyancy gifts. We all have it. We all have like the indigo eye, the ability to see beyond the veil, just kind of what degree do you have it to definitely I would say like a lot of souls that are able to see these like paranormal sightings of UFOs are definitely like indigo children where they're born with their third eye wide open that they can see these things right away they're like oh what's this they can kind of see more of the truth beyond the veil definitely wow that's cool um you, you said something here it's really interesting you know you you said that there's this energy people like on Mars this, these mm -hmm. beings and stuff. And that is so interesting because, you know, like a lot of people are so hung up on the carbon-based life form and saying, mm -hmm. you know, there's no life on Mars, there's nothing there. And, and then you're telling me that there is life, but it's all energy forms. Mm -hmm. And it, it just shows how narrow-minded humanity has become <laughs> that if, if this life, this entity, this spirit or whatever is not what we consider a life, we don't consider it to exist. Yes, definitely. Every planet has these energies because where do we come from as souls? There are souls that their soul or their star origins slash soul origins, depending on which planetary energy is Venus, is Mars, is Jupiter. I met somebody whose star slash soul origins, because it was the same for them, was Pluto. Like it's their soul is there. It's, it's beyond the veil of that planetary energy that we still can't see it yet because we're still veiled. We're still, the ego is still blocking us, is still causing us to think, you know, this isn't logical, this isn't scientific, it doesn't exist. Um, but seeing with the human eyes isn't isn't necessarily always seeing the reality. There's there's so much here to unpack. Um, it's been absolutely fascinating. I, I love this conversation. And there's mm -hmm. so much more that we can get into because, I mean, we're just kind of covering the basics right now. Um, yes. So I... I, I would love to have you back on again and get more into this, especially nice. like we haven't even touched on the whole Atlantean thing. Oh, I have yeah. it written down and I'm like, yeah, that we, we don't have time for all that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so there's, there's so much cool stuff here. And um, like I said, I was watching the video on your website. 
I highly recommend people to go check that out because it shows you you channeling these these other elements and and beings and stuff and the elvins and um so where can people find you i know you're going to be at a couple events coming up uh they can meet you in person and uh how can they contact you what's your website okay uh start with the in-person ones so i will be in wisconsin uh three times vending at fairs uh, with Rooted Holistic Healing. I will be in Brookfield uh, March 11th. I will be in DeForest April 29th. And I will be in, I always say, is it, it's Waukesha, not Wakusha, Waukesha. Waukesha, yeah. Waukesha, yeah. <laughs> May 20th. I just don't want to mess it up. May 20th. Uh, and at the May 20th one, I will be leading a little class about uh, ascension. So I will be channeling. I do channel sessions. You can sign up on my website, elfianrealm.com, E-L-F-I-A-N realm.com. We have like a little sign up thing. There's a little button. You can sign up for sessions or you can DM me on Instagram. I have two Instagrams, two Facebooks, one kind of me. So type my name, uh, Castalia Nova Theo, like the K, Nova Theo, all of that everywhere. Nova, elfianrealm.nova, I believe is one of the Instagrams as well. Uh, Trying to like and like my Akashic memory of all my social space. <laughs> Facebook is the realm of inspiration. Uh, on Instagram, it's my name, my first, middle, last name. Uh, that's pretty much it, our first and last name. Uh, and then also on Instagram, elfianrealm.nova. Uh, Facebook, I also have just like type my name into Facebook and I'll pop up. Uh, on TikTok, it is the realm of inspiration. Again, uh, YouTube is the realm of inspiration. Uh, I believe that's it. Uh, but if you want to sign up for sessions, you can either sign up like uh, for one-on-one sessions online or just send me a message. You can email me, uh, novaelfians at gmail.com and you can experience it for yourself or come meet me in person in Wisconsin at those events. Awesome. I will make sure that I get all those in the show notes as well as many of yes. them as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think uh, most of them are linked off of your uh, website as well. Yes. Yeah, okay. you can access a lot of them based through the website. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what was the website itself again? Uh, elfianrealm.com, E-L-F-I-A-N realm.com. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Everything's um, so, there. Yep. So I will put up links in the show notes for all of that as well as the website. And you also have a book, correct? Yes, I do. Uh, Where can people uh, find that? (laughs) (laughs) uh, It is linked on my website. It's on, it was published uh, with uh, Balboa Press, uh, which is a division of Hay House. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Uh, You just search uh, either my name or uh, the untold true story of the Elfian realm. I have a, I have it with me. I can show what it looks like. Okay. Uh, That'll make things a little bit easier. It looks like this. Uh, this is the, the image of it. So when you look for this picture, look for this cover, uh, it just kind of like a, an introductory book, uh, of it all. The ebook is available and so is the, uh, physical copy as well. Very cool. But well, what was it called again? The untold true story of the Elfian realm. Perfect. Uh, all right. Mouthful. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man. So Go check out the book. Um, I, you don't have that available at your events, correct? I know you didn't uh, when I met you. Not as of right now. No, okay. not available for sale. Um, but we do like 
we encourage getting the ebooks if you want the ebooks or physical copies. I would kind of have just like links available at the fairs. Absolutely. I just want to make sure because I know like a lot of the authors and stuff sell their books and I didn't want people to be let down to come out and, you know, meet you and not get a book. So, mm -hmm. so they got to get it in advance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, I hope that we can have you back and uh, chat more about the elves and Atlanteans and everything else because there's there's so much here to unpack and it's it's been a great show. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. I'd love to come back. Awesome. I look forward to it. Uh, so I will also, um, obviously the events that you're going to be at are on your website. They're down. Mm -hmm. Just keep scrolling down. The three events are listed right there. So if you guys need any more information, go check out the website and all your links are there and your book and everything. And uh Awesome. I look forward to uh, chatting with you again. Me as well. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I am your host, Barnaby. And until next time, we'll see you out there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Whispers from the Dark. To find out more about cryptids, anomalies, and the paranormal society, visit us at our website at wisconsincaps.com. That's wisconsincaps.com. There you can find links to all of our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and our Patreon. You will see links to our online store as well, where you can get t-shirts, DVDs, and more. If you click on the public events page, you can find out where you can meet us in person and all the public events we have coming up. If you enjoy our podcast or our YouTube shows, please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Wisconsin Caps. There you can find behind-the-scenes pictures and videos from all of our media, as well as bonus footage and evidence that we have collected. If you have encountered something you can't explain, we want to hear from you. Visit our website and click on Submit a Report on our main screen. You can choose to leave your contact information or simply remain anonymous. You can also reach us via email at wisconsincaps at gmail.com. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please contact us on our Whispers from the Dark podcast page on Facebook, or send us an email at wisconsincaps.com. Remember to like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen or watch or find us.